Yes, I did. Yes. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody week 10. Nine. Oh, week nine. <laughs> week nine. Nine, yeah. Everyone yeah. knew that already. Yeah. Everyone knew that. You, guys, you guys are keeping track, right? That's the right. The listeners out there, you guys have been counting down the weeks <laughs> and counting down the days from our last podcast until this one came out. Seven. Seven. For what? those of you who were counting, I hope you yeah. got the same figure. Yeah. There's seven days in a week, and this is the week that the MVP and D podcast, no, the F and B podcast drops. And so we're here today to talk about fantasy football. Hey. Hey. Mitch. Yes. You won. Sure did. Sure did. I guaranteed it last week, I believe. Did I not? You might have. I don't On really air. remember. I don't know. I'll I wasn't really paying attention to anything you were doing last week. But our, our faithful listeners know if know. I said that last and week. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I very appreciate good. it. Ryan, you. you also won this week. Hey, yeah. I won by about, oh, I'm not very good with math, like 70 points, something like that. Felt good. It was an impressive win. A real bomb burner. It was really, really great. And I obviously lost because I did play Mitch. It was a big week. I, uh, <laughs> I've uh, gotten rid of some of my frustrations. Uh, today, so um, it was a uh, how, yeah, um, you know, some things you just got to keep to yourself. You wow, yeah, I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, yeah I was no, able totally. to. Sure. You know, I questioned Mitch's character, which mm. really felt good. Right. Okay. He did. Um, in the group chat. Uh, so, anyways, let's move on from that. Yeah, I got. I have an announcement. Let, let me just check this really quickly to be sure. But as I checked earlier today. We did not have we did not have any emails. Sad. But let me let me just for due diligence sake, let me check one more time because we you know sometimes people like to send in a late one, and no we don't have any emails this week guys. <sighs> wow, bummer. Which is a first, which is a first. Which means, who knows? Maybe our fan base has fallen apart, which could be a good well, or a bad thing. I would say just to encourage you there, Blake and you, Mitch, uh, in the league in general, that's not the case. Uh, on a day-to-day basis at least every other day basis people bring up the league to me and ask about things that were talked about in the last podcast and um how this person in the league is doing how their team is doing if they made you know if you guys are still mad at them about a certain trade so i'm i'm encouraged that you know the people are listening they're caring their hearts are in it just it, like mine that's good to hear ryan and i think this just goes out to our fans you know if you do have anything that you want to uh, notify us of or that you want us to speak on feel free to mm-hmm. send us an email at mvpndpod at gmail.com within the next seven F&B days. FNB podcast. No, no. The, the email is still, the email is oh, still from the Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dang it. That's embarrassing. So, you know, there's been more embarrassing things. But, you know, this is this week was was um, was um a different week for our league. There was a lot of bye weeks going on. There was yeah. some injuries people were dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just some, some games that had some important outcomes that uh, some great games some great games some great games some heavy hitters going up against one one another so what we're going to do to get this show going today is we're going to go over the biggest stories of the week with our headlines actually actually we all about it (laughs) daddy squeaks out a win to keep his slim playoffs hope afloat his playoffs hopes afloat that's a tongue twister you know all about that Philmans is feeling good after flying to a 5-4 record. Casey's cruises to crucial first victory to avoid the zero-win season. And playoff picture becomes clearer after the men separate from the boys. Wow. Men and boys conversation in there a little bit. I like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Good stories this week, Mitch. Juicy stuff. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Mitch. Okay, go ahead. Let me shoot you straight real quick. What here. you got for me? Um, This wasn't one of... These, this isn't your best reporting. I know. I agree. <laughs> okay. I agree. I feel bad about it, too. I feel self-conscious. This just isn't your best reporting. Okay? Right. I don't know what happened this week, but sometimes when you read the headline of a story... Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a little bit of my accent, because, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, okay, you know... <laughs> When I see a kid like you out in the streets, you know, doing his best. Yeah. And, you know, a guy like me who's been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Who knows how to really, really get people with the story. Sure. I just figured I could, you know, offer you a little help. And, and listen. Please do. Sometimes the headline isn't the story. Sometimes the story is the story. And so what I want to do is ask you. Okay. <laughs> Daddy squeaks out a win to keep his slim playoff hopes afloat that's right daddy daddy's mad drape 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 epkers drape epkers i just feel like it fits it really fits him he was uh three and five last week he was really feeling pretty poor about where he was standing but he survived a last minute win rode the strong performances of the entire saints offense practically and he squeaked out a one point win to keep his playoff hopes Barely afloat. I mean, granted, he's probably not going to make the playoffs still, but potentially. Still going to drown. But good to see him swimming. For two now. weeks in a row for the man, the young man, Drake, Drake Epkis. Yeah. The commish, the commish has two great weeks in a row. Okay, the next story. Philman's is feeling good after flying to a 5-4 and four record. This has been a big turnaround here. Oh, goodness gracious, has it been? I know. I know. I mean, Philman's, we call him the sad sack. We call him the lovable sad sack. We call him Eeyore from freaking Winnie the Pooh because he just looks so so poor sometimes. But, man, he's sitting at 5-4 and four, right there on the fringe of the playoffs group and has a chance to make a move for the rest of this stretch here. I mean, he played Sporty's Drafts, who's a very strong team, and and he pulls out a win. He scores over 100 points. That might be his first time this whole season. First time ever, maybe. Probably. I, I'm not a stat keeper, but that might be the highest scoring 104 that Philman's has ever had. I know. Uh, next story, happy for him. Casey's Cruz is a crucial first victory to avoid a zero win season. That's right. That's right. Earlier in the year, uh, Casey's was saying to I have M. Ryan that he was not going to um, have no wins. Yeah, and he, he was right. He was right. He ended up getting the win. Uh, Ames Tap had a lot of guys on by, and uh, he was able to squeak out a win. That's good to see. I was happy. I know I was happy to see it. Me too. Um, he's had a couple games this year in the 90s, which were respectable performances, and this one he finally gets the W. Yeah. The last one goes into our next topic, which is the playoffs. Uh, you write in this headline that um, the playoff picture becomes clearer after men separate from the boys. That's right. Another another week of, of hard-fought competition, and as we inch closer to the end of the season— we get a clearer picture of who's going to be in the playoffs. And to see the clarity of that picture, our playoff an, a, a analyst, right. our playoff expert, the guy who's crunching the numbers harder than anyone we know, mm-hmm. Tom Biedenfeld, has sent us in. Harder. Harder. He sent us in a quick little message. Um, and we will read. We will also get into the the uh, stats. We'll get into the percentages. But he sent us sent us in a quick little message to give us a clear look at how the playoffs are shaping up. Hey, guys. Honored to be on the MVP and the pod uh, just wanted to provide a little bit of clarity on the numbers that Mitch and uh, Blake are going to be releasing today. So last week's word was muddled. And Ryan. This week's word is opaque. Uh, and so we're getting a little bit more clarity 
on who is really going to make the playoffs and who isn't. Um, this week we saw Cam lose um, and we saw Riley lose. Um, both are basically numerically eliminated from the playoffs. Um, everybody else is still in the race, um, and the surprise dark horse is Drake. Um, he is on a two-game win streak, um, and if he stays this hot, he has a real chance at the playoffs. Otherwise, Mitch um, essentially locked out the playoff spot. Um, he is still playing for um, seeding, and if he wins out, he's obviously going to get that first seed. Um, the Panthers... Um, looking good, and that tie with Dalton might save them um, and lock up a second seed as long as they continue on their win streak. The Goblins, um, a big loss this week, um, but are successful in maintaining that third seed and probably will maintain it um, throughout the rest of the season. Um, in the fourth spot, Tom and James are tied. Um, with Tom getting the tiebreaker because of points scored. Um, both have an opportunity to lock that up in a head-to-head matchup. Um, we'll see um, as the weeks go on here. Um, for everybody else, don't fret. If I haven't mentioned your name, you still have an opportunity to win. You probably are playing somebody who's in the playoffs, especially if you're playing games. Um, you have a real chance at um, making a difference and getting into the playoffs. It's all up to you. Score a lot of points, win games, and you probably win the playoffs at this point. That's all that matters. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> oh, whoa. Holy crap. What happened? Right, we dozed back. off there for a bit. We're back. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think we all just kind of passed out for a little bit there, man. That was, that was lame. That was not good entertainment, man. <laughs> Something. Well, hang on. Let me let me speak about this, because yeah, the the entertainment okay wasn't there. The music was there. It, uh, can you imagine <laughs> if the music wasn't there? Oh my gosh, man. Okay, but he brings up some good points. He, he, I guess I, 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 I didn't hear. It. I didn't hear any of it. Come on, Tom. How, I, I got to admit. I got to admit. We did. We run this podcast. Okay. We do, and it's great. <laughs> we decided to put this in the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like when you're in class, you're supposed to be listening to your teacher talk, and you're like trying to, you're supposed to learn something, and you're just sitting there on your phone. All three of us just literally turned off right yeah. there. I, I just didn't listen to anything you just said. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what he just said. I love Tom. He's got great analysis and stuff, but uh, man, he does not okay. have a voice for radio. So Tom, what I want Tom, what I want Tom to take away from this is that it wasn't that you didn't say good things. I know you said great things. It was awesome. I just didn't listen, and now I'm having a hard now I'm having a hard time talk, talking about what it is that you talked about. Well, what he talked about, Blake, was the numbers, right? He yeah. talked about probabilities and and wins and losses trending people in the right or wrong direction. He also reminded us that uh, making the playoffs is very very important in this it league. Is. It it's is. a it's a big it's a big thing to do, and I don't know. I, I was well, thinking about the playoffs. You were. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And, and I am am looking at people who are trending in the right direction people who are trending in the wrong direction yeah tom brought up a really good point with drake he's won two in a row and drake looks good 109 is a good it's not like this crazy week 
right? He won. He barely won the game. But even if he would have lost this game, I'm saying Drake looks good. And here's why: the Saints are number one in ESPN's power rankings. They're number one. Yeah. His team is the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Drew Brees all scoring up, I think upwards of 30 points. I think at least yeah. some of them were like in the 28 range. Crazy. Um, that was amazing to see. Okay. Um. It was it, that was the high that was the most high scoring offensive game of the season. I don't think that's going to be the Saints every week. In fact, if you look at the Saints' schedule moving forward, their schedule is actually very very difficult. They have to play. Yeah, it's they hard. Play they just did it against the Rams, though. I know, at home, in the dome. Sure. Okay. So, just like the Falcons and the Saints, both. Okay, I know. I, I'm not just talking about the Falcons because they're my team. But what we know about the Falcons and the Saints is when they play in their dome, they both. Both of their offenses are extremely yes. lethal. Totally. When they go on the road... Especially if they get Des Bryant. Okay, the week before, Drew Brees only had six fantasy points. He could barely throw the ball. Not because he's not a good quarterback, but because things do fall apart for them on the road in conditions that aren't the Superdome. Or even in that fact, when they go to Atlanta and they play in Atlanta's dome, it's basically right. the exact same thing. All of that considered. All of that considered. I want to give kudos to Drake because if you are a team that has no hope... You do what Drake did. I think Drake is great. He put all of his chips on red, and if it's red, Drake's going to the playoffs. That's what I'm trying to say. I am not buying that Drake's team is trending upwards past this week. And the reason why is just because what I said, because I don't think the Saints really carry this offensive proficiency on the road. And not only that, Alvin Kamara had a great week, but next week could be Mark Ingram's week. And with this talk of Des Bryant working out with the Saints mm-hmm. today, yep. That's gonna. Take, we'll see about that. That's, I know. I'm just saying that could take away uh, catches for. Okay, that, I, I'm that, just saying that, that's that, who I, I don't think he's actually trending upwards. I think he had his two good weeks. That's fair, but here here's me talking about somebody who's trending downwards potentially, potentially not not yet. But I'm saying this person needs to be careful. I'm gonna name off a few players, Mitch and Blake, and I want you guys to tell me what they all have in common. Okay, Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, I'm trying to remember one uh duke johnson jr sorry frank gore dalvin cook what do those four running backs have in common do you know they all wear number 26 no well, i don't think so no. that could that would be sweet if they did i'm pretty sure that'd they be do. crazy no way i think they do anyway this is what they all have in common look it up all of them all four of those guys could potentially be stealing the majority of carries from my four running backs of the Panthers. My team looks as good as any team in the league. I'm not saying this because it's my team. I'm just saying it looks good. It looks good. But You know what's funny, right about that? I hate to get you. Out of that list, and you think of how good those running backs are, Le'Veon Bell is the least scary to me on that list. Absolutely, right and I'm just putting it in there because it's just interesting to look at. My team could be done in two weeks if none of my running backs get any carries. So... I'm just saying my team looks really, really good at the eye test, but I'm saying underneath there could be some poisonous stuff going on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, yes, that is true. You, you get look at the, looking at the bigger picture of the fact that you've brought some guys on your team that have been fillers. They've been really good fillers for their teams. Um, Frank Gore, as a guy that does hold a lot of weight when he, when he's healthy and and they love giving the ball, especially on the goal line, and when you're when you're um, a guy who is getting a lot of points based on touchdowns and not on volume, that can really hurt you. And that's when you see guys have weeks where they score 63 points or something like that because their guys <laughs> didn't get those big touchdowns um, like like they're used to seeing because 
maybe the goal line guy comes back or, or something along those lines. Right. Well, yeah. I, uh, another thing that just stands out to me about this whole playoff picture is it, it was not a great week for um, Sinister Six. Mm, nope. In general, was yeah, it? It wasn't a good week, but no. uh, so, so go ahead and go ahead and talk through that to talk through that a little bit. Well, um, every single Sinister Six member lost. Yeah, and every single OG Six member won. It's good. So it's good. That's just. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a far superior division. I'm just saying this week alone was. Um, you know, things went OG6's way. And and the OG6 members who were in the playoff hunt were able to more solidify their their um stance in the race. And uh some of those some of those fringe guys in the uh in the Sinister Six um you know kind of lost some momentum. It was there. a lucky week for you two. How's that? Uh first of all for Ryan to play Connor, one of the best teams in the league when half of his roster was on bye week. That's true, that's a handy bounce. That's yeah. But we knew that was gonna happen at the beginning of the year. Basically. Yeah. Yep. Right, Hamby? No. Wait, wait, wait. Knew what was going to happen. The that bounce? Con- no, 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 no. Connor's My bounce. My weeks were all coming. We no, all knew that. No, no, no. Connor traded into this. Right. Yeah. He traded into this. And, and he, I don't, I mean, I don't think he gives a rip that he scored 51 this week with his whole squad on by. Like, it doesn't, he, it's good to get out of the way. But I still scored 116. You did a good I job. I mean, you did a good job. if I would have scored 80, yeah, sure. But and I thought Mitch was lucky for two reasons. Number Ooh, one. I want to hear this. Number one, and Mitch isn't going to like this because it's me talking about my team, and he's going to think it's wrong because that's what he does. And that's fine, and he has every right to do that. Thank you. Okay, so for me to find out the night before the game from Adam Schefter on Twitter <laughs> at 9 p.m., and this is the first time it was put out into the news, that... Stefan Diggs wasn't going to play on Sunday because of some soreness to it. I don't know. It was like an oblique or something like that. Really, really weird. They were going to rest him this week in the bye week and bring him back. The fact that you had Adam Thielen, okay, the offset of those two players, both being on two sides of the fields for the Vikings, the points being spread between them, could have meant that if Cousins goes to Diggs, which is which is plausible, yeah, or if he goes to Thielen, or if he goes to both, Mm-hmm. If one scores a touchdown, the other doesn't. I didn't get to have a chance to have that competition with you. Yeah. And then the night before the game, I had to scramble because my other wide receivers were on by to find someone. I put Anthony Miller in there. He scored four points. Yeah. I didn't really get. A, I didn't really get to have a chance to have a, a true, true, fair competition with you, which is what I would have liked to have done because it would have been, I think, more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm sorry that that happened. And not only that, but the Vikings getting this 10, what was it, nine sacks? 10 sacks, yeah. 10 sacks. That was impressive, right? Yep. But that's not their MO. And for that just to happen <laughs> this week. Now, the Bears against the Bills, the we, Bears knew, we knew had... that was going to happen. We knew that the Bears were going to, because it was Nathan Peterman throwing the ball, I knew that yep. I was going to get a lot of points out of them. Yep. Happened to be, this is fantasy. Sometimes a team shows up and does something unexpected. I think the the, the Vikings defense against the Lions was an unexpected performance sure but I didn't get a chance to put Stefan Diggs in there against you and it wasn't a full matchup yeah okay that's fine uh number one Stefan Diggs probably wouldn't have made that much of a difference uh if you don't we're know at, that. if we're looking I mean, at his average if we're looking at his average you wouldn't have Adam made up the only, difference there. only got four catches for 22 yards mm-hmm. touchdown. right and so and, I'm saying Stefan Diggs could have made a big difference because that's only four receptions <laughs> Stefan averages over eight a game but the announcers were also saying, and, and made a great point during that game, that Stephon Diggs actually helps Adam Thielen. This was the first game of the season. Adam Thielen hasn't had over 100 yards receiving. So having Stephon Diggs out there to distract the defense, they were double-teaming Adam Thielen the whole time. You know, So 
Maybe, I understand. I so understand. maybe the, maybe Diggs plays and Thielen goes off even more. Anyway, that, that's true. That's point true. is, and I don't like that you're saying that the Minnesota defense went off, and I had no idea that was going to happen when I literally made a trade to acquire the Minnesota defense this oh, week. No, so you're gonna, so you're gonna, so you're fine. gonna just take that away from me. That's fine. I understand you're frustrated that you lost. I'm not frustrated, and that, that you're gonna try to saying, act like I'm lucky. You guys frustrated that little T put up a big old goose egg, and that's that's <laughs> another thing. And I, this is something we shouldn't even be talking about. No, <laughs> and we're not going to. And we're not going to. But little T, we're, we're not going here's to. Here's the problem with little T. We're not gonna talk about your team and my team. No, and I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. Here's the problem with little T. Little T gets the punt and he returns it two or three times all the way into the other team's. Uh, uh, so he, he would if those he returns counted, it down to the other side of the field. What he got like sixty yeah. return yards. He would have gotten you six points. Okay, that's fine. But I'm just saying he returns down the other side of the field. Bears are playing with the short field. Mitch Trubisky throws a couple passes. They throw Jordan Howard in there. He scores a touchdown. We didn't. Have, I didn't get a chance to see Little T make his you know weekly sixty yard touchdown catch. <laughs> that hey, I can't. Act. Short field. I hate short hey, field. I'm not gonna act like I know how that feels because I haven't owned him Little very T long in is my a career. Great player. He killed it in the punt return game this week. And and the fact that I that ended up hurting me, it did. Sure. He's an awesome football player. He his return. I don't know if you saw it when he ran backwards yeah, it was like thirty funny. yards and then ran it all the way hilarious. down the field. He looked like a little guy out there. I didn't there. get anything for that, and then that screws my chances for getting but points you, out of him. But let's let's move on. Yeah, here's here's a team that I think is trending long. in the right direction, uh, who squeaked out a win this week, which might have saved everything. Calvinist, top scorer in the league. Um, I am not looking forward to playing Tom this week. Uh, the Packers are desperately needing some wins, and Aaron Rodgers is not going to go down quietly, like putting down a dog. You know, it's kind of like that, and that's how I see Tom and his team. Uh, the, Cal- looks- the Calvinists have become the Calvinists have become my favorite to win the championship. The Calvinists, yeah, really, they're my favorite to win the championship. The reason why is because of Todd Gurley mm. and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So they've become your favorite, even though he's had those guys for virtually the entire season. <laughs> they've become my favorite. He, he just surprised you with that. No. No. Anyway, it let's move didn't on. Surprise me. Good that. stuff. He's become my favorite. It's good stuff. It's good material. He really has become my favorite. I think okay. you, when I watch, when I watch Todd Gurley play football, yeah. If I was an owner of Todd Gurley, I would I wouldn't be nervous ever. I would know every week he's going to score a touchdown. He's going to run for like 150 yards, maybe two touchdowns, and I have, I have a significant advantage over everybody else and as the Rams continue to play the Rams schedule other than the Saints is actually looking pretty easy throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the year mm-hmm. I think that Tom becomes my favorite to win no one has a more solid running back than Todd Gurley not even close and LaShawn McCoy now that uh, Chris Ivory gets hurt this week left shoulder I don't know if you guys heard about that broke his left shoulder okay now LaShawn McCoy becomes even more of a threat in Buffalo they don't have a passing game. He's the backbone of their quote-unquote offense. I think Cam, Cam is my new favorite you mean to Tom. win the championship. Oh, no, no, no. Tom. Tom is my new favorite. Yeah. Cam is just my favorite in general. <laughs> Cam should have won this week, man. Wow, he, really he got but screwed the over. The reason why he got screwed over is the same thing we've talked about all year long. That Zeke Elliott trade, Even man. though it was only a two-point swing in this game. Yep. It wouldn't have won him this game necessarily. But it just has... It has if you swap Gurley for Zeke it, it, and they back go back to their original teams, I think he, he would have won, right? What was the score? Let's see. Who else was in the trade? It was 84 it was just 87. Him. It was just Zeke. For, remember, it was Zeke for Gurley straight up, and he played Tom. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. No, it, no it was only two more points. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Then that was, means he would, he Tom. Would minus two. Yeah, so yeah. he would have won the game. This that, that, that proves the point. Yeah, bummer. bummer and so bummer. there you go. There you go. But still, Cam, you know that. You Dang know it. it. He, and Cam, is, Cam has been very humble about the fact, I mean, even today. 
he's been very humble about the fact that his team yeah. hasn't performed that well this Good year. He him. knows it's his fault. He's taken yep. he's taken responsibility for it. Let's go through these percentages quickly because I want everyone to know what their chance is to make the playoffs. We're starting with the bottom to the top. We're going from bottom to top. Okay, the bottom is Casey's 0% chance. Dino is the next one to basically be eliminated from the playoffs now with a 0.24% chance of making the playoffs. Ames now has a 1.56% chance. And then we go straight up the number line to M. Ryan MVP with a 6.96% chance. Daddy's Matt with an 8.44. Kentucky with an 8.48. Really tight race between those two. Uh, then we go to Sporties with a 21% chance. And last week I said I was really, really happy with 21%, Logan. So that's that's good for you. Um, <laughs> we go to Philman's with a 27.84% chance. Calvinist with a 58.96% chance. Scary. That's scary stuff. Panthers, 81%. Goblin, 84.88. And ending with Colfax, who has basically taken the first guaranteed playoff spot with a 99.90% chance with eight wins and one loss this season. Congratulations to you, Mitch. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So those are the playoff. That's the playoff picture for you guys. Um, anything, any, any last things to add? Well, as I'm looking at the playoff bracket, it's just a rude reminder that even if I'm sitting second on standings, I'm getting the third seed because of our OG six sinister six divisions. So I'm not looking forward to taking on the goblin first round. I would love for things to be uh, shaken up. Would a you little rather bit. play the goblin or the Calvinists? I would rather play the Calvinist because I think Todd Gurley is going to sit late. Simple right wow. there. They don't need him. They don't need him. But I mean, that's scary about Aaron Rodgers. They need him to win a Super Bowl, the, but they the, don't need him. Trying to put the puppy down with Aaron Rodgers is not going to go well. I would not want to play him, but I don't think his team beats my team, assuming my running backs are all actually getting carries if he does not have Todd Gurley. Yeah, the problem with the Rams is that they need Todd Gurley to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Which means that yeah, there's a potential to sit him in the last couple of weeks. They can't beat the Saints without a big Todd Gurley game. And they can't win the Super Bowl without a big Todd Gurley game. So yeah, you're right. But I still like I still like Tom's chances. And I don't know if that's I mean, if he gets sat, that's a big bummer for Tom. That sucks. Um You know the risk. I know the risk. I know the risk. It's there. Speaking of risk, you know, one of the things everyone thinks about every week is whether or not they're going to win MVP or MVD. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's just the thing. Every week, you know, you don't want to get ridiculed. You don't want to have to take the MVD. You don't have to. You do want to have the MVP because it shows your manliness, shows your ability to be a good, a good guy mm-hmm. and a good fantasy owner. And so <laughs> this week, it's our, it's our job and our responsibility to decide who is the MVP and who is the MVD. Mitch, kick off our conversation. Who do we have this week? Who's in contention for I will, MVP? I will do so. Listen, I know um I know I've 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 talked about this this person a lot. I know that um you guys might think that I have like some sort of a a bromance going with him or something. Um that's not the case. I just have a lot of respect for him as a man and as a fantasy owner. Filmons football Man, he did a great job. First of all, he scored over 100, which has to be worth something. That is good. For this guy who averages 75 points a game. He has stuck behind Christian McCaffrey like nobody's business, <laughs> and, and it paid off for him this week. Also, just the other night, he was talking about O.J. Howard, his tight end. He was like, 
you know, I don't need a premier tight end like uh, Travis Kelsey or Gronk or whatever because uh, nobody's even really heard of O.J. Howard, but he does pretty good for me. Scores 17 points, you know? And I love O.J. Howard, by the way. OJ, Nobody's more pro O.J. than you. Uh, that's true. I had him on my team last year when his, it was his rookie year. He hadn't developed yet, but he's a good player. Yeah, he's paid off for James uh, handsomely. And, of course, Patty Mahomes getting him a ton of points too, so... I'm going with James. Yeah, wrong. I have already said mine, so I'm going to keep it brief. But it's it's Daddy. Mm-hmm. If we're affectionately calling Drake Daddy now, which I'm not totally comfortable with, but I get it. Uh, <laughs> he snuck out and just exhilarating when the whole league was on pins and needles. We're all on the edge of our couches watching him pull out a 109-108 over Kentucky Fried as... Um, who was the final... Was it Josh Gordon and Edelman who couldn't quite pull it out for Ty? Yeah, that was heartbreaking, but man, good stuff by the Saints. Good stuff by Daddy's Matt. Excited to see him make it into the playoffs, potentially. Daddy got lucky. Well, he probably <laughs> won't make it, but I would like to see that, Drake. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to make mention of one thing. The highest score this week was Mitch with 122. That's right. Uh, against my 95. But no, notice, no one is giving him any credit for what he did. Why is that, Blake? Because the trade that he made... Oh, what trade? ...was an absolute disgrace mm. to this league. Tell us about it. He led on one of our most beloved members, Riley Veer. Great man. Are you skipping ahead to B for the week already? Yeah, and a great and a great fantasy owner at that. You led him on to believe that you had some great deal for him. I know. There's no way you texted him and said, Hey, I got this deal for you. Let me know what you think about it. Yeah, yeah, Mitch. I like the deal. I know the way that you handled this trade was by doing this. Hey, Riley. Hey, man, (laughs) I see your team here. It's not looking that great. I've got a few pieces for you that I think could really help you out in your future. Carlos Hyde, he just got traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if you noticed that he had one point last week. Plus, their starting running back is coming back. Plus, he's not even the RB1 right now as it stands. But he could be a really good player. Also... (laughs) I have T.Y. Hilton for you here. A guy who's underperformed in the NFL for the past three years. He could be a really good player for you. Riley, I can see the whole team. Listen, look at my look at my look at my record, Riley. I'm eight and one. I'm having the best year. I wanna help you. So I have a deal for you. Why don't you give me my favorite player and the guy who's leading the NFL and receiving right now, Adam Thielen, and the guy who just got traded to the Eagles, who is now the best receiver on his football team by a mile and a half, why don't you give me him? Why don't you give me him for these piece of crap players I just told you about that you don't really know are pieces of crap, but I'm going to convince you that I know that's what happened. And so you scored 122 points this week and you won the game. And you can say, and that's true, this that trade had no impact on this game. Thank you. And I agree. <laughs> or Riley's game. And it didn't have any impact on Riley's game. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly 100% but you can't feel good about what you did and no one else feels good about what you did and no one is going to look at this game that you won this week and go yeah Mitch Mitch really really did a great job this week um, managing his team everyone knows that you went under the carpet you made a dirty little deal under the table typically is what we say well, this one is so bad it's under the carpet <laughs> you made a dirty little deal uh-huh. you exerted your I guess if you have any power over Riley I don't have power 
and I feel badly about it. So you're not the MVP. Yes. My vote for MVP is a Calvinist because he squeaks out an he squeaks oh. out a really easy he squeaks out a really close game against one of his his personal rivals, Cam. <laughs> and, and I just love the fact that when when Tom made that trade, the 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 girly trade, the Ezekiel Elliott trade, he was just like, let's do it. And he that's the reason he won this game. It's coming full circle. Great job, Tom. You won a game. You There's literally a, won a game through that trade. Right yeah, here. That, that's good. I and also now it's say, turning him into one of the hottest teams in the league. I also want to say, obviously, a 68-pointer is not going to get MVP, but it's good to see Dalton get on the score, or the, the, the win winning column. Yeah. Right. I know we kind of talked about that earlier, but you know he took down a whopping 49 from Tapwater, uh, so it was a hard-fought win, but it's a win nonetheless, guys, and we can all be happy for him. It for was a win, and, I, and I'm proud of Dalton. So who's who's our MVP? I I don't want to give it to the Calvinist because there are other weeks where he certainly has deserved it and we have you know given it to him. I don't think that he necessarily earned it quite as as has much he as he did. Yet? Has he won an MVP yet? Yeah, I don't know He'll that the Calvinist. Have if we're won wrong, one. he will tell us. I'm ready to give the Calvinist MVP this I week. I thought we the had. trade that he made. I'm not like that sold on Drake. I know Drake did a good job. Okay, Drake. I, 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 the Saints thing is awesome. I I'm happy for you. Trades. He Drake know, did that I by know, trades. So it's the same. Almost the same as what you're saying. Tom gets the yeah, MVP listen, for. Yeah, come on, for OBJ. It's it's kind of like the same thing with Mitch. It's like, well, it just I know. Okay, so I'm not trying to overvalue. I don't think Drake wins because of necessarily his trades, but overall management of a team that was going nowhere mm-hmm. now has like a spark of hope. Yeah. And it honestly, just the way we were watching the end of that game. I was hoping to give it to Ken- with Tyler with Kentucky Fried or Daddy. Uh, I can't with you know whoever it was ended a close up squeaking game. It was that an one exciting out. performance. But um, people hate when we give it to you I know, just exciting say, I'll wins. I'll say this. So. Okay, I'm gonna let's end this conversation. Okay. I really like what Tom did. I like what that trade stands for. I like what this win stands for with him moving forward. If I'm not gonna be able to make, I can't. I don't think I can convince you guys to make him MVP. So the next best option for me is Drake. And so Drake is this week's MVP. Drake, congratulations. MVP. Yep. MVD. MVD this week. Boy. Um boy, this is a tough one because This is hard. Everybody's trying so hard. Everybody's trying their best. Everybody's putting forth a lot of effort. And you know, there's just so many bye weeks that, you know, you see mm. fifty one points from Connor and it's like, yeah, well, but look at his bench that's like, you know, on any other week he would have scored like 90 or 100 points at like least. 115 points at least I, yeah so cam is one cam has cam is my guy for mvd this week and, <laughs> because of the zeke trade <laughs> well no not just because of that that's fair not just because of that um it was also the trade he made with tyler uh giving up tyler Bo- uh, boyd and some other people uh and he took on matt breda who i, I had a couple good games at the, be- at the beginning of the year um, that whole uh, San Francisco running staff has been very, very confusing. But now that this most start guy is injured, Rada could be a good guy for the future. He also got uh, Hooper in that trade with Scheib. I just there was a couple bad trades that that um, Cam made over the past couple of weeks, and I think it came to bite him over this week and last week with his really low scoring, mm-hmm. so, um, to, really low scoring game, and so. I, ha- I I think Cam is in the running for it. I'm not necessarily going to sit here and say he is the MVD at this very moment. The problem is that the, he only had one bye week this week, and the other two guys that are such low scores um, had a lot of bye weeks and a lot of injuries. Yeah. And things they couldn't control. Yep. That sounds good. I, I It sounds good. It. I just don't want him to get like overly upset about it. Cause and he won't. He's been a class Cam, act. If you yeah. get, If you get upset, I don't think Cam will get upset, and this mm. is why. I think Cam knows. 
I think he knows like why he lost this week. Yeah. And it's like specifically his fault. Ames Tap and the Goblin have bye weeks. Now that is part of being a fantasy manager. But but Connor didn't need to win this week. Mm-mm. And Ames Tap He's done with buys. S- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Connor didn't need to win this week. Cam kind of did need to win this week. He drops to three and six now. He could have been four and five and still been in the mix. Now right. he's down to a zero point two four percent chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, this was a big week for him and for him to blow this game, and it had to do with some of his trades in the past couple of weeks. Um, let me let me just really quickly go over to Tyler's team uh, because Ty- he gave Tyler Philip Lindsay who had eight points. He gave Tyler. Um, uh, sorry, let me pull his bench up. I think he gave him Tyler Boyd, who didn't play this week. That wasn't as much of a of a situation. Yeah, Philip Lindsay for Matt Breda was kind of the big the big move there. I didn't love it. I just don't think it's good. I think, and then obviously the Ezekiel Elliott trade. I think Cam made some decisions that didn't necessarily pan out for him in the end. Yep, totally agree. And I so think Cam, agree. you're an MVD this week, but you're probably the best standing MVD we've ever had. Like you still put up decent numbers. You're still a good fantasy owner this there was just a couple decisions that you made that in the future could not might not be bad decisions we don't know what's going to happen with these players in the next couple weeks but unfortunately this kind of took you out of contention uh, for the most part and it's kind of a bummer to see so cam unfortunately we're gonna have to give you mbd this week yep um let's move on to the beef um i don't know if you guys have any beef if you want to start us off mitch uh if there's anything on your heart and mind and soul that you'd like to touch on yeah sure i'll keep it brief um you know i got a lot of flack for my trade with riley i was just getting flack earlier on the program uh for my trade with riley um i really don't think it was that unfair um i you know i care deeply about riley and his success and i think that he will turn out fine from it i think i've met some of his needs he met my needs and desires uh in adam thielen and uh, <laughs> I know it sounded weird, but um, but yeah. Anyway, everybody was just like jumping down my throat about that, and I uh, trust me, <laughs> nobody's more pro Riley than me. Right. My beef of the week is simple. I was really looking forward to the college basketball tip off tonight. It was the big games. Excited to see Zion play for Duke, and I knew that somebody else was just as excited as me, and it was James. So I texted James to hang out, wanted to watch the big game with them, see some big dunks, and he said he was putting in flooring in his house. So he really uh, he made his choice. That's all I got to say. That's too bad. Uh, yeah. But, you know, hopefully the flooring goes well for James. I'd like to see it turn out. I'm not so time. sure I feel the same way anymore. Oh, all right, well. <laughs> I hope it turns out awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My beef of the week is with... Um, me. You can say it. It's with me. It's fine. Anyone who doesn't vote. Okay. But you know what's funny about this whole voting thing? Okay? Okay. I love it when I'm on Twitter and people are like, make sure you get out and vote. Go out, Vote today. They're wearing a t-shirt. So-and-so wants you to vote. And I'm like... Yeah, you're you just you're just by. I saw this on on the news today. Frank Ocean is giving away free gear to any of his fans that go out and vote. Okay, don't you think that's just buying votes for the Democratic Party? Well, right, and that's what's funny about it is I see so many like celebrities and stuff. Like, go out and vote. Go out and vote. But it's like, but you don't know who I'm voting for. So, <laughs> but they know that their base is mainly lean towards one side. Right. Right. I was thinking about taking a kind of like a sexy pick of myself today. And then having the caption just be vote, like, vote. I voted. You should vote because that's that's what so many people do. It's like 
opportunities like dress real cute, get with your friends, like cock your hip out, your little chicken wing, and then say like, I love voting. Like that's literally all I saw on Instagram. It's today. the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And you know what else? Everyone with this whole thing, and I know this is this is a hot take. And if people listen to this who aren't in our league who might have an issue with this, I'm sorry. This whole it's your so it's your civic duty to vote. No, it's really not your civic duty to vote. No one is required to vote. No one has to vote. And actually, people not voting is kind of a good thing sometimes because most people don't know what they're voting for. And to just throw everyone on there and say, vote for this guy because Frank Ocean told you to or because Conan O'Brien told you to is just stupid. Either know what you're going to vote for or don't vote at all. That's my opinion. But everyone in this league knows what they're voting for. I have a full-blown defense for why I think we should go back to a monarchy, but we are running out of time, so I know we probably shouldn't get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that next week. Anyways, everyone in this league should have voted, and if you didn't, I'm a little disappointed. I'd have beef with you. Um, what are our takeaways from this week and going into next week? Uh it's like I said last week, it's a crucial stretch, man. And, uh, I think that we've already seen some things clear up a little bit and it's going to continue to, to be like that. I, I know I, my team personally, and I think a lot of other teams are having a lot of bye weeks coming up with some of their key players. So it's going to be interesting to see how people handle that and, uh, and move forward and, and make, make waiver wire moves and things like that. It's going to be a fun time. My takeaway this week is that everybody in this league, this is the, one of the best years of fantasy fantasy football that I've seen. It's a tight race every week for the most part. There's been a few exceptions this year. I won't bring any of that up. Okay. Everyone is doing a really, really great job. And when Mitch says something like the boys separated from the men, I take offense to it because it's not true. (laughs) And everyone is in a fantastic job this year. And I'm proud of everyone in this league. I agree, Blake. I'm sorry for using those, that, that language. Yeah. Not very thoughtful. Um, I think what I learned this week has so little to do with football. It's just how much I love uh, the men in this league. Um, no boys here, just men. And I, I really do. I just want to shout out to all the guys who have finished to the end of this show. I love all you guys listening. And, uh, man, can't wait to be in this league when I'm 80. Agreed. I don't think I'll live till 80, but I, I, I plan to die young. <laughs> <laughs> For a good cause. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you back next week. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious.